Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! With the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. Whether it's then, now, or new, we're here to break it down. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined as always by award-winning journalist, mm-hmm. Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. You can just hear the contempt in my voice. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got like, good news. I'm also up for another award, boys. Exciting times. Oh, yep. what is this award yeah. called? Because you've, so, really, you've been really elusive about I, what I these other awards Yeah, all are. I'll say, it's an award from Belgium. They love my work. Uh, I can't say anything else. So you'll, you'll hear more down the line, boys. Look for the article. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, a, a great tease from uh, from Wyatt there. We're also here with the architect, Mr. Mike Paris. Paris, how are you doing today? The man of a thousand nicknames. That's what I'm going with now. Right Over on. Yeah. yeah, right on. Yeah, so I'm the, I'm the Dean Malenko. Yeah, Dean one of your Malenko nicknames is Armbar. <laughs> Armbar Mike Paris joining the show today. Um, all right, we have a lot to get to today, so uh, let's jump right into it with our NEW segment. Alright, NEW3 official for the Studio Nightclub. That's right, the venue has been announced on Granville Street, Saturday, November 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. And Thursday, December 2nd from 7 to 11 p.m. And as we've said before, we got ourselves attorney. The chase for the championship and the bracket is complete. We're going to get all into that bracket, talking about that a little bit later. If you want to do some pre-NEW3 research, NEW2 is still available on YouTube for free. You can check that out if you want to check out some of the competitors, maybe make a little wager in, maybe a little bracket challenge. Perhaps we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, why one uh, matchup jumps off the page here. Uh, Evan Rivers will be taking on Nicole Matthews in the first round. So will Nicole Matthews, she has a leg up here because uh, she also is a bit of a submission specialist. That $20 bounty you've put on an Evan Rivers tap out and an additional 20 bucks on a Evan Rivers figure four around the ring post. Uh, Nicole Matthews could be cashing in big, even if she doesn't win the title at NEW three. Look, she doesn't only have one leg up. She's got two legs up wrapped around a post making Evan Rivers tap to the figure four. 
She's got five seconds to do it in. I know after that, the referee makes you break the hole, but she can do it. Here's the thing. If someone beats Evan Rivers in this tournament, that's another $20. Bounties wow. left and right. I am the bounty bar man. Coconut chocolate money raining from the roof. Anything to put this guy in his place. All right. I'm just, I'm going to stand by my words. I've had enough of Evan Rivers. I just, anyone out there, easy, easy money. You'll never make money easier than this. All right. That's the one thing the wise man taught me. Money talks. Someone go get it done. Nicole Matthews. She can do it. Okay. So hold on. So essentially there's 60 bucks. 60 on bucks. the line here, three sets of 20s for a tap out, a win, and figure four around the ring post. And again, that win has to be in this tournament because a win over Evan River is, you know, big deal. But in this tournament, I want to see his dreams crushed, kick him out of the tourney, 20 bucks. If you want to get all three of that, you get 60 bucks. You can get some new shoes. Now, I heard a rumor that Fergie bought some nice new shoes. So he doesn't need them. But someone else out there, like Beef Boy, you want some shoes? Nicole, you want some nice shoes? Here's your chance. I am being so beneficial here. You're welcome. Okay, well, the, the, the bounties are on, I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty big paycheck that you're, you're offering these guys, uh, Wyatt. Um, now, there is one thing that I wanted to bring up before we move on, because I think we're going to go through our brackets later. We'll break it down. We'll talk about who supports who and who's got who's back here. Um, but, Wyatt, you know, one of my thousand nicknames is what? The, the Gotcha King, right? Oh, God, right? What, what have you done? I'm just... I'm just saying, gotcha. What did you do, uh, Evan? Evan, are you are you there? You you on the line with us? Harris, how's it going, my friend? Oh, oh, oh. Evan, I'm glad. I'm glad oh, no. I reached out to you. I'm glad you're here with us today. Um, I'm not sure if you caught any of what um, why it's been saying about you recently, but uh, Evan Rivers, welcome, Evan Rivers, to to uh, uh, Russell Nation. Hey, uh, Evan, I, I, welcome. Great. Going? How's it going? It's going great. It's Good. going a lot better right now than it was a scant few moments ago. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I just want to say Bowman Paris. Thanks for having me on. It's Our pleasure. To be here. Our pleasure. I'm, I'm glad. Wyatt, it's, hey, yeah. Mr. Rivers. How's it going? How's, how's you're it going? You're here. So that's a thing. I, glad to have you on the show, Mike. We got to talk after the show about etiquette. Um, and 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 boy code but hey, good to have you on the show evan um i hope you do good in the tournament you know you know rock on as they for some say. reason i don't believe that but thanks anyways now why why you've said a lot about evan rivers you know you've got all this stuff out on on twitter out on this podcast it's been well documented your um i won't say hatred but your not hatred, uh no. the vitriol that you've been putting out there not to mention the aforementioned bounty. We just we just talked about this that you were going to rain chocolate bars and coconut or something. I, I can't remember the exact words, but the bounty was there on Evan's head or on his legs, I suppose, in this case. But you're actively rooting against him. You're you're throwing things out on Twitter. You're throwing things out on this podcast, and now he's here. He's here to defend himself finally. And just as I'm just going to throw it out there, I got him on the show before. You got Beef Boy on the show, so I guess I win this round. Uh, but Wyatt, what do you have to say for yourself? Okay, boys, look, it, words are very important, okay? And I mean, the word like bounty is so, it's so nasty. Like, we don't need to go, like, who says bounty nowadays? Here's the thing. If you ever watch the UFC, they have what they call performance bonuses. That's mm-hmm. what I'm offering, performance bonuses for anyone who might want to take on, you know, Evan Rivers for, is a good example, right? I just throw a name out there. That's all I'm doing. Performance bonuses, boys, that's all I'm saying. I have a feeling like you're lying to me, Wyatt. I mean, how long has it been? It's been since NEW2. You've been throwing my name out at God, ungodly hours in the morning, 1 a.m., just running my name through the mud. 
I heard, I hear these things around the locker room about a bounty, about how they're trying to come for me. And this is from you. I don't know if this is from you. I don't know if the wise men are paying you to do this. Look, uh, Evan, first hey, of all, hey. you say you hear, you hear the word bounty thrown around the locker room. Did you happen to hear the word bounty thrown around this very show like three and a half minutes ago? Oh, easily. Easily. I think it was three and a half minutes ago. I've been here the whole time. Why? I'm just sitting and wait. I'm waiting for you to talk. You okay. walked right into Paris's trap. I've been here listening to you about this bounty for the last, what, five minutes? I want to hear what you have to say, Wyatt. I want to hear that award-winning journalism going at full gear here. Okay, look, here's for one, you know, I think it's very healthy, you know, unhealthy to live in the past. We just got to keep moving forward. And then one of the things people just hold on to things too much. And I got to say, look, I've got, you know, I'm always working. As you said, I'm always up in the middle of the night working on stories. Mm-hmm. I, got a lot, I got a lot of assistance. That, like, Bel- Kelsey, that Belgium, that Belgium award-winning. Exactly. Like they have right? different time zones. You, you get it. You're starting to get it. Right. So different time zones. I'm working all over the, the globe. Paris has no assistance because who needs them for him? What's he going to do? Bowman has one, but that guy hasn't been seen in a couple of years. It doesn't matter. I've got like, why, 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 what language does Belgium speak? What's the uh, national pretty, language? I think it's a version of Spanish and French, some sort of combination. Okay. Belgian, okay. I believe. It's don't, Flemish okay. actually. It could be anything. Again, I, my assistants would know. So here's the thing. Uh, my assistants run my Twitter account a lot of the time. So maybe they, they're trying to interact and, and raise your platform. Maybe that's what they're doing. And, you know, I apologize if they went too far. So, you know, I'll just say that, you know, I, I, if someone cashes in a performance bonus on you, you know, I, I, what can you do? It's just, it was random luck. And I just, you know, <clears throat> Paris, we have to talk after the show. That's all, you know, just really, really got to talk to you. Okay. Paris. Okay. okay. So Rivers, you know, Good luck in the tournament and uh, all, all the best to you, sir. Dude, we can talk all you want. It's It's been very obvious, very well documented what you've had to say about Evan. Like we can, I, like we have a producer for the show. Jay, can, you, can we roll the tapes? Like I don't even no know tape. what to say right we don't now. Need tape. No, we can't afford the rights to our own show. You know that. We can't do that. So just let it go. Let it die. It's I just may have some, some, I may have some transcripts that. available. Uh, there uh, we go. That's that. what we're talking yeah. about. That's the written word, sir. That's, that's your that's your arena. You'll you'll cherry you're bane voicing me there. That's your arena. No, here's the thing. Don't use your transcripts against me because you'll cherry pick your quotes. I know it's going to be here. You guys, let's focus on what's important. There is going to be a new champion, and Evan Rivers could be that guy. <clears throat> Thank wow. you, Wyatt. That's okay. so nice of you to say. Progress. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, Wyatt, just careful. You might want to lean into the mic a little bit. It's tough to hear you. You're not so loud when you're backpedaling that far. I, I, uh, I don't know what you're saying. So, you know what, yeah. guys? Again, what happened to journalistic bro code? I don't know what is even happening here. I just feel like the Gotcha King has become lost in his own gimmick. You got to stay grounded like me. Stay grounded like the award winning yeah, journalist grounded, who keeps things grounded, real. Yeah. Yeah. Lost in his gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for seeing okay. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's talk about NEW3 and the chase for the championship tournament. Evan, you have got Nicole Matthews in the first round. How are you feeling about that matchup? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty nervous about this one. She's been one of the main influences in my career and one of the main people to teach me almost everything I know. But I think it's time for me to prove to myself and others that. I have what it takes to win this tournament and be one of the top stars in the PNW. Yeah, it's been a tough, tough road for you uh, thus far in NEW, as Wyatt has very obviously, uh, you know, given you a track record of. Um, again, 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 it's two and two. I don't know what Wyatt's saying just, about this undefeated or sorry, winless record. I just, but, it's, it's been a couple of weeks since you got a win. That is, you know, objectively true. 
Okay. It's been a couple of weeks since we had a show. I mean, he's, yeah, sure. He said, she said potato, potato. I get it. But you know, anyways, move on. Paris, keep going. Yeah. So uh, I can understand going up against Nicole could be a bit of a threat, but looking down that bracket, you could, you could meet up with, with uh, Artemis Spencer. Uh, you got Wheeler in there. There's a lot of people that you could have some nice matchups with. So what excites you going into this tournament? Uh, definitely proving myself. Like you said, the looking, looking down the, my side of the bracket, every matchup is something new to me and something that's going to be a hell of a challenge, but I think I'm prepared for it. I've been training my ass off. I'm, I'm in the gym. I'm at the ring. I'm getting the reps in. And honestly, I think you guys are going to be surprised come November 27th and also December 2nd. Now, Evan, you're one of the most inspirational wrestlers that we know of that's working today. Uh, as you said, you are a sufferer of cystic fibrosis. Uh, what's it like balancing that with your life as a pro wrestler? Uh, things can be a little interesting. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm coming off about two, three weeks of antibiotics that have been wiping me out pretty good. I haven't been able to get in the ring as much as I'd like. Uh, it took quite a wallop on my health, but... That's part of it. You got to find the balance of what you love to do and what makes you who you are. And this is definitely one of those things. Now you're still relatively new the last several years here wrestling in the uh, Pacific Northwest. What's it been like for you for these first two and now upcoming three uh, NEW shows with such a young company as well? Uh, I think the word to say is excitement. There's a buzz in the locker room. There's a buzz in the area that hasn't been around for a while. And I'd like to think that because of all this excitement, it's bringing out the best of all of us. It's bringing out the best of the area. It's bringing out the best of myself. And it might've been brought a bit of an ugly side out of Wyatt, but we'll leave that what? out of the equation. So. Jeez. Just... Okay. Okay. You know what? It's, it's fine. It's fine. We can edit. Yeah, post. I think, yeah. Wyatt, maybe just, maybe just take this one off. I, I don't know. Take a I break. I'm going to get a drink. You know what? I'll get yeah. a drink. Yeah, just go have an ice cream. Let, let's see if let's see if whiskey Wyatt can come back any better with screwdriver Wyatt tonight. <laughs> I can't wait for one a.m. drunk Wyatt's texts. It's going to be great. Him just <laughs> apologizing to me nonstop. No, he's just going to do one with, time. Sorry. That was one time. I apologize for the bounty. Don't break. You know what? You don't have, you don't have proof. Whatever. Whatever. He sends you pictures of bounty bars all night long. <laughs> They're delicious. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, I think there's excitement, uh, from the audience as well. This is, uh, NEW is, is a big deal here in Vancouver and in the Pacific Northwest. And then, and then this new event coming up, uh, later, um, but you know, you, let's say you make it to the finals, looking at the other side of the bracket, who, who is, who is the guy that you want to face off for that NEW championship? That's a tough question. I mean, I'd say there's a couple names on there that I would love to face. I feel like people that are going to go far are probably Judas Icarus. He's a hell of a talent. Um, honestly, golden boy Travis Williams, he hasn't had a very good record to start. Wyatt, he's a little bit worse than me right now, currently, actually. I, I, but, I, I don't know. I don't go by numbers. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not, you, your advanced stats. Uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, Honestly, I'd say Sebastian Wolf. He's got a little bit of a, a Twitter viral moment on me and uh, win over me that I'd like to get back. So if me and him got to face off again, it would be fantastic. I was going to ask about that because, yeah, I see Wolf on the other side of the bracket, maybe a collision course, the two of you. What was it like, you know, I guess being 
probably the most memeable moment in the young history of NEW with the infamous window wiping at NEW1. How did it feel to see clips of that circulating around? I know Wyatt circulated a ton of those clips, but uh, how did it feel coming out of that show that that was probably the biggest clip shown? I mean, I would have preferred to have been on the other side of it. I don't think anyone wants to be the butt end of the joke on Twitter and especially of Wyatt's constant bothering since then. But, you know, um, it just goes to show the outreach that NEW has right now, the hottest company in the PNW, and that's non-negotiable. I was on the other side of that window, and it was delightful. Um, I will say... Um, I hate you. I, I hate I, you I, so look, okay, I'm sorry. I just, look, I just, good luck with the tournament. Okay, so if, if we could, if I could just take a second... To play a little name association game with you, I, I would really appreciate that. I think listeners would have fun with that. I'm going to give you some roster names out there. Give us your quick thoughts on that if you're, if you're down for that, sir. Oh, wait, you're talking to me? I thought you're. No, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Mr. Oh, me. Mr. Okay. Mr. Okay. Yes, yeah. I don't need, I don't, I'm here not prepared. I'm asking change. you a real question. Uh, Jack, okay. journalist. Yes, yes. I, okay. I don't, I don't like what you're playing, putting down there, sir. So let's just get the game here. Okay. Uh, name here, uh, Tony Baroni. Mentor, but dirty. So mentor, perfect. Okay, so we've got uh, Billy Swade. Also mentor, but probably dirtier. So two mentors. I love it so far. Uh, Artemis Spencer. Best damn smile in the game and probably one of the best talents in the area. Okay, that's, you know, he's a decent wrestler. Okay, next. Uh, Nicole Matthews. God, what is Nicole Matthews. Uh, Don't know. Mean, okay. in, a, no, mean okay. in a good way. Let's mean, say in, a good mean in a good way. Okay, mean, but you got used to her. Gotcha. Okay, we've got... Uh, Beef Boy. Heroic. Heroic. You know what? I agree with that one. Uh, Sebastian Wolf. Asshole. Uh, a winner. I agree. Okay. Now we've got, uh, you know what? Voro's Twins. I just say viral. viral. can go okay, a so lot of different ways. They're a virus on the industry. <laughs> Correct. All right. We've also got a couple more. I will just reload it. Get some tag teams in there. Good dudes. Hardworking. Just- Couple of average fantastic dudes. wrestlers, average that's dudes. Not, okay, so that's not what I said. Uh, we all heard him say fantastic wrestlers. I'm reading between the lines. That's what a good journalist does. Uh, we got two more here. Uh, what Bishop, big, mean, scary, and experienced. Okay, I agree there. And finally, Evan Rivers, fastest rising star in the PNW. Falling star, gotcha. Excellent. Thanks for the game there, sir. <laughs> now, Evan, one thing that uh, we like to ask guests on the show, obviously being a wrestler, you're a fan of pro wrestling. What was it that hooked you into pro wrestling historically? Um, I've been watching wrestling since I was probably three, four years old, so I saw a lot of moments. But I think the thing that originally hooked me and just made me want more was I was just an episode of SmackDown when I was a kid. And it was the start of the Eddie Guerrero Ray Mysterio feud, and he brainbusters him on the on the steps, and my little child brain couldn't comprehend what had just happened. So I had to tell all my friends at school, like, "You guys got to watch this if you hadn't see it." And I found out one of my other friends watched it, and we just that sparked a whole new part of that friendship. It made a bunch of new friendships uh, friendships created from that moment. A little small town in Canada when these guys are on a big stage it was a fantastic moments. So. Awesome. What are some more influences for you in your uh, your pro wrestling career? Who do you like to model yourself after a little bit? Um, I would have to say I love the Canadian talent. For me, I'm a little bit too young to be remembering Bret Hart as prime, but I've watched a lot of his stuff. He's fantastic, as always, and everybody knows that. But people like Edge, who his tenacious to come back to the ring after such a horrific injury and, and early to have that drive to come 
to come back. Um, Chris Jericho has been able to evolve and stay relevant for decades. Fantastic talent. Current people, I'd say people like AJ Styles, who seems like he can do every, every style under the moon. And uh, I would have to say Malachi Black as my current most influential talent. He's fantastic in the ring, a fantastic storyteller. Nice. My last question for you. So what era of Jericho is your superior Ooh. Jericho? There's been tons of reinvention over the years from him. Which one really clicks for you? Uh, I'd have to say the list, man. Ah, the list for sure is the fact that you can get a pen over and the click and just have the audience on the, on every win that he does. It's just fantastic. And that's such late stage Jericho too. Wyatt, I remember you and I being at a raw, I think, and Jericho was kind of stagnating a little bit. I think he had the scarf, but he hadn't really put it together or done anything new yet. And then the list of Jericho, drink it in, man, all of that stuff just blew up like gangbusters. And he was one of the hottest acts in the industry again for probably the fourth or fifth time in his career. So uh, yeah, that's a fantastic era of Jericho. Paris, you got any more uh, questions for Mr. Rivers? No more questions, but uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I guess I'm an award-winning gotcha king now. Um, well done. I'm gonna get. You, I'm gonna get you an award made up for that. Thank oh, you. Don't make fake awards. Thank you. That's oh, who, who would come up you. with fake awards? Fake awards. I, that's come disgusting. On. I know. I just, you guys be better. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Evan Rivers. Thank you so much for joining us here on Wrestle Nation. We'll be rooting you on on the 27th. Some of us of- will be. Yeah, some of us will be on the 27th of November at Studio Nightclub on Granville Street. Thank you again so much and best of luck to you, sir. All right, guys. All right. Uh, Mike Paris, the gotcha king, wearing that crown proudly. Great get. What a guest. Fantastic Listen, job, Paris. I, I, got, I had to do it. I couldn't just sit idly by and watch Wyatt continually just degrade one of the, like he said, one of the hottest new talents uh, rising talents in the Pacific Northwest. And I just couldn't just let this continue to happen on our show, our show, Wyatt, not your show, our show. You'll, you'll get yours. Okay. When I get beef boy on my show, we'll talk. So I look forward to that, sir. This award-winning journalist thing has just taken a mind of its own. I'm waiting. Was it Judah Friedlander who shows up on, on 30 rock with all the the, yeah, all the stuff on his hat. Yeah. Champion on his hat. I'm waiting yeah. for you to show up with a hat that says award-winning journalist or some garbage like that. Or make well, I mean, if I have that next week, it's not because you said that. I just happen to have it, so don't take credit for that. So, I mean, they just, give you that at the like, award ceremony. I have a couple awards. I'll, you... I'll, yeah, they give you a hat again. You you've never been there. You wouldn't know. You don't know what an award's like. So it's typical, yeah. typical of you and your jealousy. You bring out a guy to do a little gotcha, and you know I'm just tired of Evan Rivers running his mouth. This guy is just a uh, you know a real piece of garbage. <laughs> and I'll say your face. Well, he's barely logged on. Here you go. Is he not here? The back. You know what it was about. You know what? You know what? You know what? You make him tap out forty dollars. Raising the oh. forty goddamn dollars. I'm tired of this guy. Rising stars to get anchored to the ground, break his leg. All right, Jeez. if I saw that's that, going I, to happen, yeah. if that's going to happen, it will happen at NEW3. Get your tickets at nationextremewrestling.com. This is 26 days from now. Uh, fellas, let's get into the bracket. Let's break this thing down. Uh, we'll start with the non-Evan Rivers side of the bracket. We'll let that simmer for a bit. Uh, top left, Judas Icarus versus Ravenous Randy Myers, the weirdo hero. Who do we like coming out of this first match? 
already this was a hard choice for me right off the bat i was i was uh struggling with this one um but uh, you know i think myers has a lot going for him um i think he's an excellent wrestler but it's hard to challenge against Judas Icarus, uh, another another top rising talent uh, here in NEW. So I'm I'm gonna go with Icarus here. I don't like it, uh, but Ravenous Randy can 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 keep going in another direction. I mean, I'm I love it. I'm gonna choose my choice, Judas Icarus. I'm not a cat like Mike. I don't hate my choice. You're choosing a winner. You should be happy about it. Judas Icarus. Uh, is the talent in NEW, and I can't wait to see him win this entire thing. Uh, again, love Ravenous Randy. I love his you know entrances, but Judas has that fire. I don't know if Ravenous has it anymore. He's been in the business a long time. Does he have that fire to get through a whole entire tournament? I wonder if he does, and I don't think he does. So it's a you know what I will say. I will agree. It's a tough matchup for Ravenous to run into Judas Icarus in the first round. That's unfortunate, but that's the way the brackets work. All right, that's three for three because I also feel Judas Icarus is going to come out of this match with the win. The next match down the bracket, uh, Miles DeVille, someone we haven't seen a ton of in NEW at this point, but he made a big splash at NEW2, tag team partner of Sebastian Wolf uh, for State of Emergency. He's going to be taking on Eli Surge in that matchup. Paris, your thoughts? Now, I I loved watching State of Emergency wrestle. Uh, that They were the big surprise for me that night. And DeVille's performance, a, a huge portion of that. But I love both those guys um, and how they wrestle. I don't love them as people. They seem like bad people. Let's start there. But uh, <laughs> them as wrestlers, I, I really enjoyed watching them. So, uh, but honestly, I'm going to go with Eli Surge here. He, he could, could divert the attention. Uh, he could uh, subvert expectations. And I'm going to go with Eli Surge. A divert and a subvert. I like it. This is like someone in the 80s who just happened to watch an NHL game with the Oilers and happened to see Gretzky for the first time. I was like, I'm surprised this guy's so good. That's what Paris sounds like. SOE has been one of the rising stars for a while. They're a great tag team. They're also fantastic individually. That's an easy win for Miles DeVille. I think this guy's, you know, got potential written all over him. Eli Serge, just go back to tracking Sasquatch. You know, he's too distracted. You got your tinfoil hat. How can you trust that guy? You can't. So easily, easy, easy win, Miles DeVille. All right, I'm going to go Miles DeVille as well. That guy had an absolute banger with uh, Daniel McCabe, uh for the matinee show at NEW2. It was fantastic. Uh, okay, our third match, we've got Adam Ryder versus the Golden Boy, Travis Williams, member of the Wise Men. What do we think about this one? It's hard not to go with Travis here. I, I'm, once again, I hate to do it. I hate to do it, guys. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not siding with the enemy here. But, uh, you know, we've got an outsider coming in here to, uh, to NEW, and uh, Travis is the incumbent, if you will, the heir apparent. Uh, so I, I feel like it's a hard matchup. Uh, it's going to be a hot match. Let's start there. But Travis Williams comes out with the win. Yeah, but he's been struggling a little bit in NEW so far. And if there's one person who's primed for a first round upset and a loss, I think it might be Travis Williams. Look, there again, people are going to assume I'm going to choose all the wise men. I get it, but I'm going to be objective. You're right. Travis Williams has struggled. Uh, you know, Josh Alexander, that win that's, you know, going to hurt him. He, he brought that table out. I'm sure that's like hitting the post in 94. He's just thinking about why did he bring that table out? The high to heartthrob, Adam Ryder. This guy, a lot of people know him. He's got, you know, he's got a diverse background. This guy can box with the best of them. He can wrestle with the best of them. Um, you know, he can make a lady swoon. Uh, he's got a lot of different facets to him. I think this guy he can surprise a lot of people. I will say that if Travis Williams is still stuck in his head, this is an upset that could happen. So I am actually a little bit worried about my boy. I am. I am. But I'm still going to pick Travis Williams, but I am worried. 
are in our last match on that side of the bracket. Uh, Sharif Morrow, no stranger to scoring big upsets. Sharif Morrow will be taking on Sebastian Wolf, who's been on an absolute tear in NEW so far. Yeah, that that terror continues here. Uh, Sebastian Wolf, I I foresee being the the maybe surprise. I'm not sure if you can even say that at this point with his his quick start in NEW, but uh, yeah, I think he might be the guy who surprisingly tears his way uh, through the first few rounds of this competition. Okay, right on. Um, all right, now going over to the other side of the bracket. Top. Can I not can I say that I, you don't, I want you don't Sebastian? get to say anything? Yeah. I'm sorry, no. Sebastian's winning. Just just in no. case you're trying to well, cut yeah, me out with yeah, your garbage we all, journalism. We all assumed sub award winning journalism over there. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, Sebastian Wolf easily next. Shocking. Uh, we'll start with you then for Artemis Spencer versus uh, the Golden Gun, Mark Wheeler, making his NEW debut. Hey, look, it's tough to beat anyone with a Golden Gun. We all know that. We've all been there, but. Artist Spencer is the one guy that can do it. As we know, he's got an award-winning smile, but he's also a guy that is, you know, arguably the best guy in the PNW. So I'm going to go with Artemis Spencer. Yeah, it, once again, tough to go against Artie here. Um, I I like him in this tournament generally. I'm not sure if he's going to come out with the belt in the end, uh, but he's one of my favorites coming in. So so we got to go with Artie in the opening round. Yeah, he's been so decorated here, won so many championships. Uh, yeah, Artemis Spencer in the opening round for me, too. Okay, uh, the next matchup, Nicole Matthews versus uh, previous guest on the show, Evan Rivers. Uh, let's go to let's go to Wyatt. Easy, easy win for Nicole Matthews. Can you win in under three seconds? Because like, well, he might just tap out on the way to the ring. I don't know. He's 20 bucks there. So Nicole Matthews, easy win. Like if there's a window around, yeah, maybe she can clean his face with it, and that's the best highlight we'll get from him. So yeah, God, Nicole Matthews all the way. What I told like, his face. You're walking on his grave. He's barely left. I just left I, I, the Skype. You're walking on his Skype grave. A at Zoom and B. I upgrade his face. So get it right again. Get the facts right. You just play with the facts. Gotcha, King. Jesus. <laughs> Zoom grave. Did I say again? Ever is going to lose because he's going to lose. Do you so. want me to? I'll DM him right now. See if he can come no, back. No, we're on. good. We're good. No, you know what? You know what? He's, we talked. It was fine. We're good. Everything between me and him is good. Uh, I just think Nicole is going to win easily. Okay, that's all. No need to bring him back she's, into this. She's going to win eighty bucks or whatever you're putting on the table these days. Eighty, hundred, whatever it takes. This is like Hogan wow. saying him and Macho Man forgave him. Before his dad is like, oh yeah, no, me and Ever Rivers, we're good, we're good. We we're buried good. the hatchets. Fine. Fine. Like, fine. We heard very quickly before that you guys are very much not good. Uh, I'm going with Evan Rivers uh, with the win here. Uh, the next match has a lot of personal uh, beef into it. Uh, Mister Ferguson will be taking on Elliot Tyler. It was announced that this match will feature a special guest referee. Uh, Wyatt, who do you think takes this one? I mean. It's the Wiseman, and they always have a plan. So when you have a special guest referee, I mean, odds are it's the Wiseman's guy. I mean, it could be me. Uh, not me. Uh, it could be anyone. So it's, you know, I think as much as I want Beef to win, uh, I love that kid. Uh, I do think that the Wiseman always have a plan. That's Mr. Ferguson's win. I, I think everyone should know. It's maybe not a secret if I talk about this, but I've, I've put my name in the hat. I've submitted my name oh. to be special guest referee. Um, just, you know, interest in maybe becoming a referee which was quickly shot down by um, we all saw we all the saw. new social media team which fine whatever that was, that was, that was fine that was brutal uh but also you know i i have a a a reasonable uh online twitter relationship with with mr beef 
And, uh, you know, I thought maybe it would make sense for me to be the special guest referee. So I'm letting them ponder that decision, let them come to it naturally uh, and to bring me in as the special guest referee here. And who, who knows what will happen. But um, other than that, in, in, the, in the opening round of recent name changed uh, wrestlers, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, actually I'm going to go with Elliot Tyler. Unless oh. I'm the referee. Unless I'm the referee. Okay. Interesting. Then right. things might be different. Okay. And then the last match, which I believe is the first match announced, Bishop will take on another person debuting for NEW, Anton Alexiev. Uh, can anybody stop Bishop right now? Yeah, luckily Shreve's on the other side of the bracket. So uh, I think Bishop learned his lesson from Sharif. I think he's out here to prove to anyone who hasn't seen his reign of terror in the Pacific Northwest what he's all about. So, you know, I talk about Ravis Randy, wondering if he has that urge to go and show it i know bishop does after that loss so maybe ravenous needs to lose to sharif to get that fire back yeah i'm i'm not sure with this one uh i maybe bishop's reign of terror has run a little long in the pacific northwest and it's time for a new face in the white russian to come take this one away um so yeah i've got alexiev in the in the second round here i'll I'll tell him you said that Okay. Uh, jumping ahead. Now let's go to obviously our, our matchups are a little bit different. Our brackets are a little bit different. Who do you have Wyatt as your final four and then walk us through who you see winning the whole shebang. You know what? I'm going to see Judas Icarus on, and I think honestly, Sebastian Wolf are on, on the one side. I think Travis Williams, I think I just, I just worry about his headspace right now. I really do. Uh, and on the other side, I am going to see, Arden Spencer is going to be against Bishop. And then I think who takes it all, it's going to be a, a final of a Judy versus Bishop that Judy takes. Uh, yeah, I've got, I, I, we've, we've seen it before and we'll see it again and it'll still be awesome. I see Icarus and Williams on one side of this, uh, maybe as a rubber match to kind of send it away. Um, and then I've got uh, Artemis Spencer and, and Beef Boy on the other side to, to see how that shapes out. And I ultimately predict a, a uh, Artemis Spencer Travis Williams uh, final. Okay. I've got uh, Icarus and Williams on that left side of the bracket. Uh, and I've got Spencer Bishop on the other side. And I don't know. I feel like Bishop has learned his lesson from Sharif Morrow, and this guy's going to be a runaway freight train. I feel like Bishop's going to take this thing. Like, imagine wow. a Bishop versus Mr. Ferguson second round matchup, just hosses second round matchup in that bracket. I think that'd be awesome. If that happens, I don't know how much I like Bishop's chances to go all the way because going up against Ferguson will obviously take a lot out of him if he's able to make it past. But I don't know. I feel uh, I'm feeling good about Bishop. I mean, if you could get by someone like Parm with the heart and the tenacity, I mean, you could say the same thing about Sebastian Wolf on the other side. Uh, there's something special to you. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going Bishop wins the whole shebang. You know what? It's a solid choice. So you you were at New Two, obviously. What entrance song did Bishop come out to? Do you remember? I couldn't hear it at the time. I don't know because, look, he's powered by his entrance music and New One, garbage music choice. New Two, he obviously chose an okay one, but I need him to come out to an absolute banger because when Bishop's dancing, you know he's in the zone. So I do think, you know, I picked Judy, but if Bishop gets the right song, that guy can go all the way. Maybe NXS needs you tonight? That's could weirdly work. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, we are, yeah, about 25 days away from NEW3. Go to nationextremewrestling.com to get your tickets. Saturday, November 27th, 6 to 9 p.m. And Thursday, December 2nd, 7 to 11 p.m. at the Studio Nightclub on Granville Street. Jay Swing's going to be DJing. It's going to be a hell of a night. You don't want to miss it. This will be the last NEW show of 2021. And who among us doesn't want to say that we were there when NEW crowned its first official champion? I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you, you got to get your tickets. Come on, people. This is the time to get out and see this Granville Street nightclub turned into a horde of screaming wrestling fans. We're going to be hot for this action. It's going to be great. And you want to see that belt. You want to see that belt wrapped around the inaugural champion. So get your tickets. Or slung over Bishop's shoulder. You guys see the gold belts? They, they show the new belts. They look, oh, they yeah. Look delightful, Damn. Man. Like, yeah, the they new look tag, they look, new tag belts. Yeah. And they, yeah. It looks, it looks real good. It looks real good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's uh, move on to the wide world of wrestling. All right, things a little bit quiet uh, in pro wrestling around the world right now. AEW is moving towards its next pay-per-view full gear on November the 13th. Uh, My question to you, gentlemen, even though it's been a truncated year for him, is Brian Danielson 2021's best wrestler so far? Uh, 100%. It's so easy to say that. You feel almost cliche to say that, but just watching him like you get caught up in it, right? Like he's having so much fun. It's so easy to get swept along and just seeing him go out there and, and give us the matches we always knew we had in him and just having years of years of years of having to play the WWE game and being told like, you're a B-plus player, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod sort of shit. Just to see him come out and show people like, no, I am an amazing wrestler. Like no offense to Kenny Omega, but when Brian Danielson's on his game, I don't think there's anyone better. I think there's something next level about the fact that he has not only was he producing excellent work with WWE for the first half of this calendar year, but he jumped ship, moved over to the, the other biggest company in the world and has continued on. There, there's just something different and elevated about the fact that he could do such great work under such different circumstances and not lose any steam going from one brand to the other. And like I, I said uh, a couple weeks ago, um, you know, CM Punk, yes, of course, the biggest debut, whatever you want to call it, of this year. Um, but he's, you know, taking the back seat. He's taken the, I'm going to be on commentary 75% of the time. I'm going to be in the ring the other 25% of the time. And Brian Danielson has not missed a step. And he literally seems to want to wrestle every single night that he is eligible to be wrestling. And there's something to be said about that. And, and he continues to produce great matches Wyatt referenced last week um his match against uh suzuki that was just like good we we thought (laughs) we thought on paper everything about moxley suzuki was gonna pay off and danielson suzuki paid off in in tenfold in everything that we wanted from that uh moxley match and and i hope we continue to see him work with people that can really continue to elevate his career and let him see more wrestlers and more talent out in the world He's so happy and he's so enthusiastic. Like, did you guys watch the, uh, the Eddie Kingston match? Just the gif I saw afterwards of him just gleefully 
pointing to all the birth blood vessels on his chest and just the battering that he took with so just the biggest smile on his face. I don't think we've ever seen Brian Danielson happier than this. Yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> like this guy, you know, he's got this. Of course, his WWE career has has brought him so many other things that I'm sure are making him happy. His wife, his kids, all, he's managed to to really run with that side of the world as well in his personal life. Um, and and he's just got this great career going for him that continues to blossom. And I I saw a little clip. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I think AEW retweeted it. Um, was his five finishers? How he's managed to finish matches in five different, like with five oh. different finishing moves, um, a variety of, of uh, submissions, as well as as his running knee uh, that he's gotten. And I love that diversity. I love that you never know how this match is going to end. I hate feeling like, oh shit, he hit the Styles Clash, whatever you want to say, this match is over, or it's going to result in a you know close pinfall, and, and we're all going to react to that. It, knowing that you never know what was going to come from a Brian Danielson match and you never know how that match is going to finish adds a, a level of, of surprise that I don't think any other wrestler has to offer. I say this with no hyperbole. I adore that concept of having five different ways or more to finish your matchup. That's something we haven't seen in a long time. That it's not just going to be like, okay, he's going to hit his kicks and the corner drop kick, like that five moves of doom shit, where it's like, okay, and then he's going to hit the running knee and then that will be that. Or maybe he gets the label lock. Like there's so much now that he's got the cattle mutilation back. So many things he can do. Now, Wyatt, you mentioned the Suzuki match. And also we talked about the Moxley Suzuki match. Um, Moxley still has to make it through Orange Cassidy. Obviously, we've been on a collision course uh, for full gear this whole time that it's going to come down to Moxley versus Danielson. Wyatt, I know you're not a huge Mox guy. How excited would you be to see uh, Danielson potentially elevate him up and have an absolutely phenomenal match with a guy that you've been super lukewarm with? That's the thing about Danielson. He can elevate anyone. And so I almost started like... It was the worst thing in the world for me because I was like trying to, I'm trying to like Moxie, Ambrose, Dean, John, and I'm trying to get behind him. And then I see him have that Suzuki match. I'm like, okay. And then I see Danielson do it a million times better. I'm like, that's what it should have been. So I'm kind of seeing like, it's almost like I feel like Moxie right now is a cosplayer. He's like, I'm going to be a cosplayer wrestler. And is it not, again, it sounds insulting, but like, I just, whenever I watch him, I've lost that belief. It's like, once you lose that belief in a guy, it's hard to get back. And right now, when I watch Moxley, everything falls short for me. And some people love him. I get it. But when that fucking theme music hits, I get sad. And all I think is, I wish Danielson was here to do this. So even like, I want to see Danielson against Orange Cassidy to see how that goes. That would be, he would, Danielson could wrestle any style, as, as Paris said. I want to see him elevate everyone in their own style. Like, that's fantastic. When it's Moxley, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. And it's always a Moxley style thing in the end. Well, having said that, Paris, would you rather see uh, Danielson Moxley or Danielson Cassidy? <laughs> if we're working on the assumption that Danielson can elevate anyone and to Wyatt's point anyone in their style I would love to see Orange Cassidy right? and Brian Danielson. yeah what what can happen there I I honestly think Moxley and Danielson I, I I don't foresee anything really exciting coming out of that to be honest with you but what could you do with Orange Cassidy what could you do to make that interesting what could you do to put that over what could you do to get your like brian danielson stuff out there in that match and make it look good and make it feel good and make it make it make sense uh I, i'd be really curious to see that i'm not sure which 
which of those two options creates the better match. But uh, I'd be curious to see them both. Yeah, it's a little strange because Punk and Danielson both came in around the same time. And Punk's whole thing is, I'm going to work with the young talent. I'm going to elevate some folks and stuff. And yeah, he's been wrestling with a lot of, you know, random young talent here and there. But I don't necessarily feel like he's the best suited to work with people and elevate them to the next level than Danielson is. Whereas I feel Punk would probably be more beneficial in an actual storyline, which a lot of people getting a little bit impatient with the fact that Punk is just okay now he's wrestling Matt Seidel that's great oh he's wrestling Daniel Garcia okay powerhouse Hobbs that's great but where's the story from such a good storyteller outside the ring yeah I mean I, I love Ricky Rabies as much as the next guy but CM Punk is not like he's been off for a long time it, it's impossible to ask him to come back and be at the same level Roman Reigns will be the first to tell you that uh, Brian Danielson is the guy that right now yeah elevate for that wrestling because there's obviously a lot of fans that love the wrestling side of things but AEW also wants to tell stories so I think you're right like get Punk involved with the storylines right now like fine slow start he himself said give it time I'm not I'm not getting patient but end of the day you know I don't know if Punk is the guy that's going to elevate the younger wrestlers aside from like quote unquote exposure like oh, I got to wrestle Punk gives you something but when you've got danielson if you imagine him going like having like not the exact replica of the suzuki match but having a match with cassidy where they both kind of go toe to toe that raises cassidy to a whole other level that punk couldn't do with him right now i think they're all playing the long con on us they're really setting things up to uh reunite the straight edge society oh. everything's there right okay i'm just kidding <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen I was behind. I was, I was really behind. Shame. I was like, push Shame. a berry. Everyone's there. Push. <laughs> Shave Serena Deeb's head again. He's like looking across the locker room at CM Punk going, no fucking way. Not again. Not again. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the world champion. Uh, Kenny Omega, the other major free agent acquisition. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, uh, last week was obviously the Halloween Dynamite. They came out dressed as Ghostbusters with the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man for a big match against the Dark Order. They did the Ninja Turtles shell shock spot at one point during the match, which I thought was great. Now, a lot of people kind of having a bit of a go at the hokiness of this and, you know, uh, the comedy of it, AEW is supposed to take itself seriously. This is such a WWE thing to do. Uh, what did you think of that match and you know what's been going on with the Elite? Because their world champion is in the mix there. So I found myself in a good conversation about this uh, recently with uh, my lovely I've... partner, Ansley. Okay. Uh, no, not Clive. <laughs> Clive? Um, oh, wait, Clive? You're talking about Clive? <laughs> but it's That's interesting because Ainsley, Ainsley doesn't watch on any sort of regular basis, but has some sort of you know peripheral knowledge based on mine. So we were watching that segment, and, and I said, this feels different. Every year, WWE does something like this, and it feels like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. They feel like they're just doing it for the sake of... of Halloween-ness. Uh, it's, it's like, a, who's it's this random guy? It's a trick or street fight. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Someone gets hit over the head with a pumpkin. Someone gets thrown through a table full of trick or treat bags, whatever it is. And for some reason, and I can't, I honestly can't pinpoint why, but for some reason, this AEW segment seemed to really fit and make sense. And in a world where we know the beyond there being the elite, uh, crew we know these people as people as well as we know them as characters this whole thing seemed to really make sense and feed into the plot more than it detracted from the plot um and and i have no problem with anything that happened there it worked for the dark order it worked for for the elite 
and and it worked for Adam Page. And, and I think it all kind of came together in a, a beautiful way that worked as a gimmicky, stupid Halloween thing, but it also worked for the plot. It worked for the stories and it worked for the wrestlers. I, I will disagree. Um, it's not a hard disagree. Like I'm not saying it's fun or anything wrong. Um, <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, it's a soft disagree. It's an Evan Rivers disagree. Soft one. So what I think about with Hangman Page there, I do kind of want that hostiness, that bit of that Steve Austin list where it's like he's not going to go to these hijinks levels. And again, it's not wrong, but I almost would have preferred him like, like right now. Everything's worked out for his entire life is on this moment and, you know, beating uh, Kenny Omega. So to have him kind of dive into these kind of antics without just I just wanted to be an ass kicker. I don't want him to look for this tape of Marshmallow Man when he's doing it. I just want him to kind of like say, fuck this shit. Like, you know, I'm not playing your games. I'm just here to kick ass. I kind of wanted that vibe a bit. And again, it's not necessarily wrong, but like that's kind of what I wanted from this last stretch from him. Yeah. And we'll still have two more dynamites and two more rampages before full gear. So there's plenty of opportunity for him to come out in the pickup truck uh, and, you know, whoop some ass. Okay. Well, that's a question. If you had had, you know, instead of Steve Austin beating the shit out of McMahon with the bedpan, which is the most hokey, uh, no, no, that, that was the closest to it, but it was still, he made it look real. If he had come out as, as like the state of Marshall man and beat it Vince, it would have been a bit weird. I'm like, oh, and again, he, not everyone has to be Steve Austin. Don't get me wrong. But if I, for what I want, I kind of want it to be like that serious. I'm going to kick some ass moment from him. That's all. Yeah, but I think you can play into that side of things and still be that ass kicker. I don't think I don't think he lost any ass kicker credibility, at least not from my vantage point. And it was a fun, fun he was, swerve. He was a giant marshmallow man. Swerve, How do you not lose some of that? He was a giant I, marshmallow man. But he wasn't acting like it. Him, t- <laughs> all right, all right, hold on, hold on. him taking off the head with the crazy look in his eye. Yeah. That was dope. The uh. clothesline. That was dope. Now, if he would have immediately shed his marshmallow suit afterwards, that's perfect. But him bounding about the ring, getting fired up, still wearing the marshmallow suit was a bit silly, but it does. It also kind of worked. I don't know. I guess I'm in the middle of the two of you. Yeah, I just I guess at that point, it's kind of wanted him like he doesn't need to dress up to, to want to kick their ass. He's just gonna go down and do it. I kind of want to be no nonsense at this point. Again, not necessarily the right call. I'm not saying it's like you're booking it wrong. I just that's kind of what I wanted from it. That's all. All right. All good. Uh, Elsewhere around the world of wrestling, uh, shout out to Speedball Mike Bailey, main eventer of NEW1. He was recently signed by Impact Wrestling, signed his contract on the back of Josh Alexander right before Moose ran down and (laughs) beat up both of them and ripped up that contract as I was waiting to see happen because anything Josh Alexander related, I can't trust it. Uh, What do you feel about the acquisition for Impact and getting Mike Bailey? It's funny because I never, no disrespect to Impact, but I never saw them becoming a credible threat again. And especially with the unfortunate demise of Ring of Honor, it could be interesting to see what other talent they pick up. And if Impact can actually make a real push here to be back in the reputable ranks of, of professional wrestling in North America. I They keep picking up this impressive talent. They keep being... Uh, in the conversation for every other talent as well. When you hear about Bray Wyatt, when you hear about Braun Strowman, like Mm -hmm. impact is always in the mix still, which you never really thought would be the case uh, in 2021 uh, with AEW especially, but here they are and they're, they're still there and they're still making a push and it could be interesting to see what happens. 
Yeah, impact's that guy in your fantasy football draft that's going to take some risk in the third round. It might pay off. So guys are yeah. honestly going to go somewhere else. They can just like sneak that sleeper pick. All of a sudden, they're off to the races. Even seeing people like El Fantasmo on, on Impact has been so much right. fun, right? Like, yeah, they're getting the, like the, the forbidden door and all that. They're bringing those guys in and kind of getting some eyes on that. And yeah, maybe uh, we've talked about all the time, like how much, how many spots are there for AEW? And so maybe there's a guy that you know, maybe they can promise the world to a big guy. I mean, even like Braun Strowman, they can promise the world to him. Where AEW can't necessarily promise that right now. Maybe they kind of become, you know, not necessarily head to head with them, but definitely a third option that's very strong, which is you know, again, better for everyone involved. Yeah, and with the demise of ROH, which I was going to get to, um, yeah, Ring of Honor announced that Final Battle will be their last show as they will be temporarily shuttering uh, for a couple of months and due to come back in April. But apparently the video library is up for sale as well to the highest bidder, so things aren't looking good for, uh, for Ring of Honor. But coming out of Ring of Honor with that talent surplus, Impact could really carve out a really solid niche for themselves by acquiring a lot of that prime wrestling talent and making themselves more of a wrestling show than you know an entertainment product like WWE has. Yeah, they have more of the infrastructure and the the TV deals and all those kind of things that that you kind of need to have to make an impact, so to speak. Um, ah. And you know that Ring of Honor never really solidified those kind of things. Um, so to bring that talent in that maybe people aren't as familiar with, uh, could they could make the underdog push here and they could become the new the new third third man in the ring here because. There is, there is, uh, I, I honestly, and I don't think I brought this up last week. I was, I've never found myself ever since their inception, found myself uh, considering purchasing or, or sourcing a impact uh, pay-per-view and then bound for glory came up and I, I wanted to watch it and I've, I've never felt that way before. And I, I think there's something to be said by that. There is name talent here and, I expected things to happen and they did. And I wanted to see it. I can't help but find myself root for impact because man, they were really onto something in the mid and then the late two thousands when they had like Samoa Joe, AJ styles, uh, Bobby Roode, all this great, like Petey Williams, all this awesome homegrown talent. And then 2010 came about and all here comes Hulk Hogan and all of his WCW cronies to absolutely just run rough shot over and just ruin everything. And it was really, really, really bad because man, TNA. And when, when like, Christian jumped and when Kurt Angle jumped they were really really capturing some lightning in a bottle there that was ruined by fucking nasty boys I think showed up at some point and all the all the Hogan mates and uh, Sting running around as the Joker I'm shocked in 2021 that Impact Wrestling is still around I'm, I'm stunned but with this happening with ROH yeah maybe this is another like new lease on life for them uh, shifting to WWE now not a lot of news going on there uh, Jeff Hardy was announced as he'll be the next guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions have you guys watched the Broken Skull Sessions do you enjoy uh, that show and the discourse that Austin has with the guests I only see a couple of clips here and there and it's you know obviously it's always fun because Austin has the uh, the power to ask questions others might not, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, it's again, I'm not a huge podcast guy, so I'm sure you like, have Paris, have you heard anything about it or I haven't heard anything about it? I tune in uh, to the WWE network version whenever I I feel like the guest is someone who has something interesting to say, and that's certainly Jeff Hardy. Like, I, I will tune into that one. Um, but you always kind of get the 
with that show. And I realize they're trying to be as authentic as possible, but you always get the sense that Vince is lurking in the curtain somewhere, calling some shots and, and suggesting not, maybe not, maybe literally, maybe not, (laughs) but uh, putting some sort of level of uh, censorship or uh, what have you um, onto that show. So I always get that sense, like, like, it, it's a shoot but then it's it's not when it isn't and 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 sometimes it's very good and sometimes it feels very filtered through the wwe lens yeah i still can't believe that they had jericho on when jericho was with like aew that was absolutely shocking but yeah the jeff hardy one should be good the randy orton one i actually really really enjoyed um the other piece of news coming out for wwe wyatt this is for you uh november is rock month baby uh they are celebrating the 25th anniversary of the rocks debut man feel old uh so new digital social media content a new wwe best of special highlighting his greatest matches and moments and some rumors that uh they're gonna get him to make an appearance at uh, survivor series at the barclay center uh later on this month to commemorate 25 years since that blue chipper with the poodle hair and the stream Streamers uh, walk the aisle. God, remember when he gave the picture of himself to fucking Farouk? Oh, <laughs> like, so good. All-time baller move. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I love Corporate Rock is my favorite rock uh, variation. I love it so much. I, I'm kind of sad in a way because like anything he does now is like not just WWE, but he himself and his brand is going to be very safe and very, you know, convoluted and not very interesting to me. Like I, I, I wish there was that touch of, it's going to be my go-to thing. I wish there was a Brian Danielson in him where he went to AEW just for fun to give us one last good storyline where like, <laughs> it was fun and actually meant something because anything he does now is not going to mean anything. Like he'll show up and maybe he'll, yeah, sure. He'll bag on Rusev once in a while. And he'll be like, he'll just come up and bury someone. And that's it. Like if he comes to elevate Roman Reigns, great, I guess, but like not interesting to me. It's not, and I love the rock, but that's not super interesting to me. Yeah. I think he, he, he has that Netflix movie coming out with, is it like Ryan Reynolds or something? Red, red yeah. something. Uh, so yeah. like I, that, honestly, any, any pit stop that he makes with WWE is probably going to feel like some sort of promotional stop that he's also making a paycheck off of. Um, unless of course it sets something up for WrestleMania, which is a possibility. Like I remember previous to uh, Rey Mysterio coming back, there was a 25 years of Rey Mysterio kind of celebration previous to that um, or whatever the amount of years was. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually leading to an actual match, but who knows? I have like the dream scenario where like his fucking alumni contracts over. And again, he's WWE to the core. Don't get me wrong. But just for like, say for one day, he got that wrestling bug. And it's like, I want to shock the world. And Jericho phones him up. MJF is the champion. And the fucking rock comes out. Just give me that fucking feud. Just for like, mm-hmm. even just a month that would elevate. That'd be fun. I like, they would make it good. Just like, and I want him to be like into it. And like, not just like doing a movie. Like, yeah, I'm going to beat you. Like I beat up Ron Reynolds in my movie. No, I want him to be like corporate rock style. Have fun with it. It'll never happen. But God, I miss corporate rock. It was, MJ, it was yeah. MJF in the ring with a belt. The countdown to the new millennium hits goes <laughs> off and it's the rock on the yeah. other side yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps up the wide world of wrestling. Uh, Mr. Paris got a little pusher berry for us. Yeah, I do. Let's do oh, it. God. Okay. All here right. we go. Yeah. Pusher berry. Uh, I've got, I've got a little, uh, a couple more NXT questions for you guys. Oh, um, let's, NXT, yeah. We, did, we didn't cover it off, but I thought Halloween Havoc was a pretty good show. Let's start with that. But how do we feel, Pusher Barry, about NXT constantly reusing previously extinct WCW gimmicks? Uh, push. 
I don't want to see those gimmicks die. Uh, main roster Vince is, I mean, it's, I know it's all Vince, but you're never going to see a WWE Halloween Havoc, even though they should do it. When you're, what's your October? Hell in a Cell, fucking bragging rights, whatever. Um, yeah, I love seeing that stuff, the nostalgia of Halloween Havoc. Uh, I love seeing War Games back, so I'm pushing them reusing old WCW things because they own it. Why the hell not? Yeah, I, you know, a perfect world to be used elsewhere, but since they're not, I'd rather see them exist rather than not exist and kind of pay homage to the history of wrestling. So I'm going to, I'm going to push that to the moon. Nice. Uh, and speaking of the big, I guess the big story coming out of uh, Halloween Havoc is toxic attraction being the undisputed era of, of the women's division in NXT, and they are draped with all the gold. How do we feel about this this early in their run? Push! Push, 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 no push. debate. Push, 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 push all the way. Push, 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 all the push. Way. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love Why it. Why not? Yeah. What do you love about it? Uh, well, you know, Mandy Rose, I think was she was really well improved back when she was with like Sonya Deville. Um, and she's come back and she's been you know a real shot in the arm to NXT. Uh, I like Raquel Gonzalez a lot, but you know, eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, and then I don't know what it is that tag team. I just like them. I like their whole presentation. I like the whole gimmick. And pff, man, yeah, Mandy Rose is dope. She's awesome. I, I miss her in that team with Dana Brooke. I don't know what it was, but I Ew, really liked that gross. team with Dana Brooke. I don't know. No, it's, I think it's just Mandy Rose. I mean, anything that gets her away from fucking Otis and that Valentine's Day nonsense and all that. Like, I'm here we, for... We, we had a date with them on Valentine's I know, Day. We were I in know the we did. I am here for Mandy Rose, the wrestler, not Mandy Rose, the uh, side piece to, to Otis. So, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I kind of just want... Uh... A strong woman stable. I like that idea. I want more of that because you, you always the men that get that right. The kind of the, the DX NWOs give me a strong woman stable. It's you know, no offense to the Bellas, but I want like strong, like you know, kind of like you're actually good at what you do, sort of thing. So I, I, I want to see more of it. And yeah, give them a power balance. Why not give them all the titles? It's fun. It's something different. And yeah, I like it. I also want to see Raquel Gonzalez on the main roster now i don't think she's got you know uh much more to do in nxt if they're wanting to move to a different uh different style i'd love to see her mix it up with like rhea ripley on the main roster stuff like that so yeah hmm. now i didn't realize you were such a big raquel gonzalez guy i also think she's great <laughs> she never no wears J her belt the right way she's no jade cargill but she's all right <laughs> uh all right how about austin theory he's on the main roster now and uh, is he stealing uh, Tyler Breeze's gimmick? He's got selfies going on. I was never a big Austin Theory guy, but I kind of liked what his, his comedy with The Way. Uh, but push or bury Austin Theory and what he's doing now. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury anyone that goes, you know, anyone that touches Tyler Breeze, the local kid, get out of here. You're, you're definitely stealing from my boy. Uh, fellow Canuck fan as well. So I'm going to bury this just for that alone. I, didn't, I do not care for it. Same. How they couldn't make Tyler Breeze work on the main roster, man. That's, I mean, a long line of NXT failures. Uh, not, not the people themselves, but just like the creative with them. Yeah, it was really, really tough to see. I thought that him and Summer Breeze were, or Summer, uh, Summer Ray, Summer were Breeze, good Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. <laughs> I thought his like his like little VIP lounge thing, like outside the ring, where he'd go and like watch matches behind the velvet rope and stuff. I thought that was really good. What about Fondango? Like they actually the made all oh, the facts. Like, that guy just kept action files, crushing it and crushing it and crushing it. So anybody who has any fraction of any gimmick or. Uh, 
accoutrement that Tyler Breeze ever had. Barry forever. That's our guy. Fandango too. Yep. Uh, okay, all right. So so about, you know, you, been right. uh, no, 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 uh, you know what? Let's, let's do a push or bury uh, of this segment right now. I'm going to bury it. Yeah, push okay. it. What? Uh, bear, we're burying it. You've been contributing yeah, this whole time, it. and now you're going to bury Bowman, it. There's a twenty dollar bounty in it if you bury it with me. You're going to bury it. What? You're just you're just <laughs> going to bury it with twenty dollar bills. Yeah. Uh, how crisp is it? Show it's, me the bill. It's not that crisp, and it's going to be you know Venmo to you, so it's not going to be an actual bill. But come on, let's just. Well, what do you? What else? Electronic do you, what do you have? money. Bury me? it. Yes, he's got nothing. Just bury him. It's a five-second offer. Five, four, three, two, one. Barry, I need okay, that there money. There you go. Okay. God damn it. Sorry, Jesus. we're burying your segment. Let's just go back to the quiz game. People last week. Oh, no. I didn't know it was for a quiz game. It's too late. You agreed, sir. <laughs> oh, you expect? You've been duped by the captain I said again. that 20 bucks back? People accused me of being unfair to you, which I, you know, again, I, I clearly have issues with the Gotcha King, so why would I help him out? That makes no sense. Uh, and as Clive has pointed out, you struggle with simple trivia, Bowman, but I want to give you a chance to, to redeem yourself. I'm off to a bad start just with your statements. Remember your periods. We're going we're to dive back into that wacky world of, of world wrestling. Uh, so, so, close here. so I'm going to ask back and forth questions. We're going to start with Paris. Thank you. What was the name of Vince McMahon's father? Uh, Vincent No K. McMahon. You know what? Good enough. I like it. People <laughs> accuse me of sticking too close to the cards. That's a good point for Paris. Bowman. Who were the three important guest referees at Cyber Sunday 2008? Uh, the three guest referees at Cyber Sunday 2008. He's going to get this. So no, I don't, think I, I don't think I am. <laughs> this is a tough one. Who remembers Cyber fucking Sunday <laughs> from 2008? Uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Sergeant Slaughter. You couldn't have been more wrong if you tried. You lose one point for each wrong answer. That is Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and Randy Orton. You're down minus three. Uh, oh, one for each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he just missed terribly. Paris. Yes, sir. Which superstar was the first to hold the Diva Championship in 2008? I feel like I should know this. <laughs> the Divas Championship... Uh, I should definitely know this, and I don't. Bowman, do you think you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, I do. But I'm just thinking, how many of these about about 2008? <laughs> Did you just research <laughs> one year worth of questions? Who do you think it is, Bowman? I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Who do you think it is? Um, oh, I I can't even be. I was gonna say Maurice. Is it Maurice? No, no, no. I'm, it's um, uh, Michelle McCool. I had not officially passed it over to Bowman yet. So Paris, do you want to? Bowman was correct though. So if you want to guess, Paris, <laughs> what? Who do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, it just came to me. It's actually. still Paris's turn. So Paris, That's, who do you think uh, it was? Mrs. Undertaker her, him, herself. Uh, incorrect. Uh, Michelle incorrect. Cut him off. <laughs> That's correct. He's all said right, Bowman. <laughs> I'm trying to be a loser. You guys all accused me of sick too close to the cards last time. I'm trying to be more relaxed. So let's just let's just be cool here. McCool. Just be Michelle McCool, McCool right now. <laughs> Which Hall of Famer, Bowman, which WWE Hall of Famer has the lengthiest women's championship reign? Uh, Alundra Blaze. It is the fabulous Moolah. Oh, fabulous right. Uh, I was going to I didn't get a chance to steal. I was oh, you, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, Paris, your turn. Yeah, you fabulous yep. Moolah. Okay, yeah. correct. Wait, you said I, what the answer was. So, uh, How can you yeah, and then I, if it makes you feel better, I was legitimately going to say it. <laughs> yeah, so there you Honest answer, honest man gets the honest points. All right. 
Mr. Bowman, you fancy yourself a historian. Who was the winner of the first ever WrestleMania match in 1985? Tito Santana. Ooh, it is tipped Santana. Tipped Santana. That's Are you? Says. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> the card says, the says tipped Santana. T-I-T-P Santana. Tip Santana, as his friends called him. I loved his work. I hate this. Tip Santana was the winner of that match. wrestling quizzes over here. <laughs> Mike Paris. Yes, sir. What does WWE stand for? Fuck this! <laughs> what was the next question, too? Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. That is correct. Bowman, they got the F out. He has a nine-point lead, Bowman. you got to start catching up real soon. I'm sorry, Clive. He's tried his best. He's trying his best. Clive was rooting for you. He was. Justin Morissette's listening right now, just wondering why Bowman can't get a single one of these right. It is very upsetting. I've let down Clive. Bowman. Yeah, man. (laughs) The party foul is which wrestler's signature move? Sorry? The party foul is which wrestler's signature move? Uh, party foul is current or former. Or doesn't say. You, I've asked you the question, sir. Uh, I'm going Adam Rose. That is correct. You're on the board. Yeah. Wrestle brand. Board. Yeah. You're on, you're on the board. Remember how he was supposed to be such a big deal? No, I didn't know. Well. <laughs> talk about, talk about people being all entrance. Oof. Although really sad situation. They did an E60 on NXT. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm rooting for that guy. All right. Uh, speaking of the devil, uh, Mr. Paris, at which yes. WrestleMania did The Rock debut at? What? How come I'm getting hard ones now? Uh, it's the order the, again, I'm objective. I'm not. Doing... I would like to put my name in the hat for a steal, please. Okay. Okay. That's uh, where you do the rules. Okay. Um, working my way backwards here. 15. I also know the building and the match. Mr. Bowman, please, please inform us the, the, of the correct answer. It was WrestleMania 13 for the Intercontinental Championship at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, against the Sultan, who was also Rikishi, who did I it am, for the Rock. He did it for the Rock. I'm going to give you four points for that because you nailed it so well. Oh, so you're back. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That was a, that you flexed and you earned it. That's when you did a good work at the gym. You're in the mirror taking that selfie. That's what you just did right now. I just got to Can I bring something up quickly that I did some fact checking on one of Bowman's uh, exaggerated answers last week and he was yep. wrong. Oh, that's a minus point for Bowen for lying. Yeah, so he's down a point now. What? 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 He was wrong about the, the building. The was the building and the city in the first match of Mark Henry? He oh, was, that's minus he three points. Wrong. You just yeah. lost the points you had gained. No, yeah, it's still yeah. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at uh, Mind Games against uh, Jerry Lawler. That's not what you said last week. Oh, what did I say last week? Survivor Sunset? Series. No, oh, I didn't say Survivor Series. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. No, 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 no. Sir. Roll the tape back. You I don't would not have said that. It was Mind Games. This is my game. This is what you're playing. <laughs> I I got a you know, minus three. You had your points. Paris called you out. It's no. He wouldn't lie. The Gotcha King. The Gotcha King says you were wrong. We don't do transcripts on the show, so I got to go with him. Oh, I didn't say Survivor Series. I you got to focus. You got to focus, sir. Clearly, you're. You look so. <laughs> you look so put off right now. <laughs> I wish I had that mind. screenshot. <laughs> Bowman looks visibly upset. <laughs> Bowman, focus. <laughs> All right. We got some mind games here. 
This is one of Bowman's favorite questions. He always seems to get these ones right. What color was Shawn Michaels' outfit at WrestleMania 25? WrestleMania 25 was the first matchup against The Undertaker. Uh, he wore... Ooh, he wore white because he came down. Jesus, yeah, he came down from heaven and Undertaker came up from hell. It was white versus black. He wore white. Now, if, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're like, oh, it was white and silver and you screw me out of this, I'm going to be very uh, chapped with you. I wouldn't. Why would I do that? I'm not yeah, he doesn't do like me. He's not yeah. like out to help. I'm me. not going to do that. I mean, you got white right, but you didn't get gold right. So you lose a point for not getting gold. So that's no point. Net, no net gain. So not silver, gold, sir. Wrong precious metal. Yeah, you got idiot. the wrong precious metal. Yeah, dummy. What an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's on you. That's on you. Two more questions each here. Here we go. Mr. Paris. Yes. What is the full form of the APA? What's the name of the APA, basically? Oh, okay. Uh, the Acolytes Protection Agency. Ooh, I, you know I'd like to I steal. Hate to do this. Yeah, yeah. Ac- Acolyte Protection Agency. No, that's Bowman. what I was going to say. I was going to say Acolyte Protection Agency. Okay. S- singular. Okay, so you both lose a point. It's actually, according to this website, Acolytes Protecting Agency. <laughs> remember their t-shirt? <laughs> Who remember? You know, the, you know what I'm talking about? Remember the t-shirt? Always pound an ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Always protecting ass as well. So, yep. uh, okay. Um, Mr. Bowman, what mm. season of the original NXT did Alex Riley make his WWE debut? Season. Ooh. Season two. Correct, sir. You got that one yes. as well. Lost like, to Caval. I, Paris can fact check that next week. You might lose points next week, so we'll move on. <laughs> and Caval's pros was Lake Cool. Again, Paris will fact check you later. Do it. Bowman, this is not your question. Paris, what was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, bud. What was WWE originally called? Um. Okay, I hope I'd like this is a myself trick. for a steal. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with WWWF. Incorrect. Just WWF is what we're looking for. That's what I was gonna say. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give the point to Bowman. You're correct. I know you would have said that. Bowman gets the point for that. This is a Larry Bird ball for Bowman. If you get this, I'm gonna tie it up. That's how <gasps> we play here. How many times has John Cena won the WWE Championship? Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Uh, he is a... Oh, this is actually additionally tough. Uh, he is a 12-time WWE champion. This could have tied the game up. Sir, what do you need to remember about Bing quizzes? That I hate them. That they're never they're never fully right. They're right? Never accurate. They're never really just, accurate. Is it sixteen? Did yeah, it, it, it was sixteen. God damn it. <laughs> I was good steal. job, Paris. You know, that's Paris points. Paris yeah, won by that's seven. Over. I'm sorry, Clive. We tried. Uh, that was an easy one. I can't believe you didn't know how many titles that John Cena has. He's tied with Ric Flair, buddy. How do you not get that one? <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. Thank you, boys. Before we go, let's uh, take a trip back through wrestling history. What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back. Back into time. One, two, three, four, hit it! 
All right, so quite a few things happened on uh, this week in wrestling history. Uh, we couldn't even really decide which of the ones to go through, so maybe a little uh, little rapid fire through here. Uh, 1998 on Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon introduced the Hardcore Championship and awarded it to Mankind as a way to massage his ego as the chairman carried on manipulating him ahead of his Survivor Series master plan. This was also the last uh, time or sorry, the first time Raw would beat Nitro in quite a while, and they would never lose a week to Nitro again in the ratings after today, and it was done. Uh, then we have in 2018, I believe, at Saudi Blood Money, I want to say four, uh, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement for the first time since 2010, where he reformed DX with Triple H to face The Undertaker and Kane in an absolute fucking disaster. Paris, you're a fan of this match? I have thoughts about this match. Um, now, I was at the the go-home Raw to this in Seattle in which the Undertaker... Which, so that was pretty cool. I got to see Undertaker and Kane and Shawn Michaels and Triple H and all these guys. And then they go and have this match, which, by the way, comes up in... Was it the Undertaker documentary series? It comes up in that as, like, the thing that, like, broke him that it was like i never want to wrestle again like this i've ruined myself and then he starts to think oh like but i can do better and that seems to be the 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 roller coaster of undertaker's uh diminishing career which is i have a great match i can keep going oh i had a bad match i can do better i had a great match i can keep going so on and so forth and it is this vicious cycle that has kept undertaker going but like I don't know, Shawn Michaels loses his hair, like, uh, what or whatever what he was wearing on his head. It was very confusing. Uh, uh, Kane also loses his mask and it, and, and his wig. And the whole match just seemed dangerous. Like, people, someone was going to get hurt that night, and it wasn't going to be on purpose. Yeah, for me, at the end of the day, I there are two points I would have, like, undertaken to retire permanently. Uh, honestly, that Lesnar match would have been fine. You know, you were given to Lesnar fine, just walk off in the in the in the sunset. I would have been fine with that. And that weird, crazy, you know, vignette of him fighting AJ Styles. Totally fine with that too. That's good yeah. too. I like that. That was that's a fun one stuff. too. They've done that. If they brought him back for that match as a one to one off, that's kind of out of the ring. It's a bit different. I would have been because again, I'm not a big fan of retired wrestlers coming back um for one more match, but that one would have been kind of more fun for me. I would have enjoyed that. Um, and you know, more you know, on the stay in wrestling, the, the Mick Foley hardcore belt, just because that harkens back to a time that I love so much. And that's such a great kind of angle. Uh, and it's led to one of the greatest fucking turns of all time with the rock. Uh, I love everything to do with that storyline. And that was great. Cause that was all like, Oh, Mick Foley like wants to be loved by everyone. And he gave his own little hardcore belt. And there was a time when the hardcore belt was fun. You know, I, I did enjoy it. It's not what it is now with the 24 seven stuff. So yeah, um, just, I, that was probably, that's an easier fun memory than the fucking shit show. That was a Saudi blood money match. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mention it obviously because it's a bit of a sad thing, but also this week in wrestling history, crash Holly. Yeah. Died, he was believe, so good at that belt. Third, yeah. He was excellent with that belt. Uh, yeah. Absolutely gutted. That Shawn Michaels, the retirement that was going to stick. Does he come out and wrestle AJ Styles? Does he come out and wrestle like Daniel Bryan, his former student? Any of the matches I would have been still not okay with him coming out of retirement, but at least would have been something special. No, he's coming out to team up. It was, I think the combined ages in that match was like 209 or 200 and something like this ridiculous amount of years in that match. Uh, another quick two here uh, in the late 90s for Raw. This was the Pillman's got a gun 
tank. Oh, Jesus. Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> invades uh, Brian Pillman's home in order to attack him. Uh, Pillman pulls a gun. The camera goes out and gunshots are heard as Raw goes off the air. Oh, yeah. One, once again, just one of those things that like 20 years later, looking back on it, and especially with the insight of, of things like Dark Side of the Ring and things that have elaborated on those kind of stories and just how how really terrible they were for wrestling and for that person for brian pillman and, and you know steve austin regrets ever having anything to do with that um and and it was a weird time in wrestling <laughs> let's put it that way no one was dressing up as uh the top guys weren't dressing up as a uh, uh, stay puff marshmallow man that's for sure because <laughs> it's again it's it's hard to imagine someone coming up like with a gun nowadays and making Vince piss his pants and it's like a little bang sign comes out like different times back in the old days. Arn Anderson could do it. Oh yeah, Arn Anderson could. That's true, but that's... Yeah, this is all Anderson's before his time. What was the thing? It's like Austin 316. Well, Pillman 9mm says it's like, oh shit, man. That was something else. And then the last bit of ska from this week in wrestling history. The year was 2004. This is one of my favorite wrestling moments of all time. On a million dollar tough enough segment on SmackDown, Kurt Angle challenged the contestants to a shoot wrestling match. Big mistake. Daniel Pewter, (laughs) former amateur champion Daniel Pewter stepped up and actually came very close to causing huge embarrassment to the former Olympic gold medalist by locking him in a Kimura lock. Angle would have surely tapped out if not for the quick thinking of Angle and the referee, I can't remember who the ref was, who counted Pewter's shoulders to the mat quickly and saved Angle's Angle's credibility. Angle uh, Angle came up, got face to face with them and like shit talked them. And then flash forward uh, two months later at the Royal Rumble where Daniel Pewter was, I think, one of the first four in and he was surrounded by, oh, here's a little trivia. Do you remember who was uh, Wyatt? We'll go to you first. Name one of the guys that was in the ring with Daniel Pewter that gave him his uh, his punishment. I have no idea. Is Undertaker involved? I always feel like he's nope. involved in this. No, I have no idea then. Paris? Oh, in that time. Hmm. Uh, JBL? Is it JBL? J- oh, JBL. JBL definitely feels like a guy. But no. Seamus? Was it Seamus? Seamus? No, That's no early this is 2005. Seamus. No. Yeah. Okay, think of all-time wrestling dickheads. <laughs> Bob Holly? Bob Holly? Yes, Bob, Bob Holly, Holly was one. <laughs> Bob Holly was one. The other two, uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit who Yikes. proceeded to beat the shit out of Daniel Pewter for a uh, good several minutes just with chops and the go maven. back and watch him the maven <laughs> it is vicious and just mean and oh That's man because Daniel Pewter like he could have fucking made them all tap <laughs> like relax, I know. guys nope go out there and let them beat the shit out of you so yeah that moment on that million dollar tough enough challenge with uh with Kurt Angle was oh, jaw-dropping and amazing to look back even to this day he won that uh, tough enough right he did yeah he won the million dollar tough enough and yeah, like he, amounted yeah. to nothing and like and was that the season with like the miz and john yeah. morrison yeah like, miz john morrison were on that season yeah. yeah like there were some guys that came out of that that actually had something to 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 do and daniel pewter yes he was an ass kicker and and maybe could have been something but he certainly wasn't a professional wrestler let's put it that way but they were like yeah let's do this for real oh it's a real thing yeah it's a real thing okay 
And he then he very almost did it. Yeah, I think the month after, it was him and The Miz were the last two. They had uh, like a little shoot boxing match, the Dixie Dog fight at uh, at Armageddon. And he won, and then he ended up winning the Tough Enough. But yeah, his career was fucking dead in the water after he pulled that shit with Angle. You watch Angle get up from that and go nose to nose with him. And how pissed Angle was that he almost... Because Angle was like world champion at the time, or at least that tier. Well, yeah, I mean... You have to remember back that was when UFC was getting super hot, like fucking people were loving it. So you have a guy comes in that's like, quote unquote, real, and he comes in and locks a fucking submission on your your top guy. Like that's embarrassing as fuck. Like I get why Angle's pissed, but like, don't challenge him to that fucking fight, man. It's like brawl for all over again. Like don't challenge Butterbean. (laughs) Because yeah, you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Like I loved it. Good for Daniel Pewter because like honestly, like yeah, you you fucking want to talk shit, then yeah, keep it real. Sure, Daniel will do it. Like that was great, man. When keeping it real goes yeah, wrong, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod. And be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating and leave a review. And again, go to nationextremewrestling.com. Get your tickets for night one and night two of NEW three we spent a lot of time today talking about that tournament we're going to spend a lot of time in the next couple weeks talking about that tournament and the matchups looking to come so yeah you do not want to miss these shows at studio nightclub on granville street so that's all for this week special thanks to evan rivers for joining us and the gotcha king mike paris the architect for making it happen yeah i I can i can uh you know sweet talk my way into some things sometimes and uh when it when it comes to sticking it to wyatt I, I can make things happen. So. TMZ, TMZ, baby. I love it. All right. For the stanchion, why aren't the architect Mike Paris? I'm Jay Bowman. We'll see you all next week on Wrestle Nation.